Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts, looking at verse chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. And for context, I'm going to go ahead and read verses 1 through 4 from the New Living Translation. And this is an exciting and important chapter in church history that we really need to understand and grasp. So let's listen to verses, uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Again, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, read from the New Living Translation. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I'm your host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Thank you for taking time to uh, learn God's Word with me as we learn together. Like, follow, share at Minute Words or hashtag Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. And my podcast is heard wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. Y'all be blessed. That was, again, Acts chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Even though I read verses 1 through 4, I'll share insights on only verses 3 and 4, read from the New Living Translation, and the insights will come from EnduringWord.com. As we read this section, we can just imagine the scene. We can imagine the um, men and women waiting, tarrying, praying for the Holy Spirit. And when he arrives, I can just imagine the joy they felt. The, uh, they were probably invigorated, probably not scared at all, as we can imagine this in our minds, because they've been waiting for this gift. They didn't know how, would, how he would manifest himself, but now he's here. But, and let's listen to what the commentaries have to say. I'm using EnduringWord.com. There appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And Matthew Henry says, if you look at just a candle, you know, you can just imagine. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go digress. Let me just read. For fire is often used to describe God's holy presence and His ability to purify. These divided tongues as of fire appearing over each one were also unusual. So it's unusual, but God is so powerful until the unusual is usual with him. Anyway, back to the commentaries. John the Baptist prophesied 
that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. This fire set upon them for some time to denote the constant residence of the Holy Ghost with them. Prophetic gifts of old were conferred sparingly, but the disciples of Christ has the gift of the Spirit always with them. Though the sign may, you know, it probably disappeared because with the with the uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit, they were able to speak in unknown tongues in other languages so that everyone could understand what they were saying as they uh, spoke and told the good news of the gospel. Let me continue. Whether these flames of fire passed from one to another or whether they were so many or as many flames as there were persons, we can't be certain. But again, we can just imagine the scene. But they must be must have been strong, bright flames that would be visible in the daylight as it was now uh, because the day was fully come, according to verse 1. The day of Pentecost was fully come, so it was daytime. The experience of the followers of Jesus on Pentecost is an example of God sending fire from heaven to show his pleasure and his power. But this time it descended upon living sacrifices. And that would be Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And as they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were able to speak in other tongues. That was the true gift of being, uh, that was their, the, the, the rushing mighty wind and the tongues of fire, as of fire, accompanied the true gift. And the true gift was being filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak with other tongues in response to the filling of the Holy Spirit. Those present, not only the 12 apostles, began to speak with other tongues. These were languages they were never taught. And they spoke these language, languages, speaking as the Spirit gave them utterance. These languages were not heavenly utterances like we've seen, you know, cases and places in the Bible where, you know, they're, um, well, when the apostles were with Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration, for one thing, that's one instance I can think of. So it wasn't a heavenly utterance, but human speech that was understood by a wide variety of people present in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. Each instance pertains to the acceptance of a new people group into the body of Christ. First, the apostles speak in the tongue of the Jews, demonstrating the promise of the Holy Spirit has come and that the covenant promise to them will be fulfilled. Next, Cornelius and his family speak in tongues to show the Gentiles that they've been accepted as into God's family. And that'll be in chapter 10. And then finally, the Jews in Ephesus, a city in Asia Minor, which is modern Turkey, speak in tongues to demonstrate that the church extends beyond the local believers or national borders. Let's pray. (music) 
Father, we thank you for your word. Even as we continue studying this important part of our church history, the, uh, the, your sending of the Holy Spirit, we thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church at that time. And we thank you for your, the presence of the Holy Spirit even today, even now, in our lives, in our churches, in our homes, in our hearts. We thank you, Father. Father, we also have to stop and pray for those who need you in a special way. The needs, again, are many. As we um, watch the news and just listen to friends and notice what's going on in our communities, that gives us occasion to pray. So we're praying for those who need you in whatever special way they may need you. It could be for health and healing. It could be for financial help. It could be for emotional help. It could be just uh, um, having a place to live. It could be finding a job that pays a living wage. And Father, we're praying as tomorrow's election day, praying that we know that your will will be done, Father. We know that. We're praying that we have leaders that care about people, not just their constituents, but about all of your people. And Father, we're thanking you in advance for uh, answered prayers. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.